everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, Hair Razor Podcast coming at you on Super Bowl Eve. And before we get really started, gotta ask, do you got a sound check over there, Engineer Phil? Because <laughs> last week, Rhino sounded like he was calling in from the hull of a ship. Reporting yeah. back. So that I hope everybody could hear his excellent review of bourbons and whiskeys, but it did sound like it was from a tin can. Um, once again, I'm apologizing. So for all of our, you know, 53 listeners that we have uh, that listen on a regular basis, I apologize. We tried to get, uh, we tried a new setup. It didn't quite work how we wanted. Um, so we're back to our old setup this week, but uh, we're trying to bring you the best quality sound that we can. And that was not it last week, but we're going to keep Sometimes when better. you go bigger, it's not better. <laughs> That's what she said. It was... Hey, there it is. <laughs> oh, my. It was a good-looking photo, though, of Harry's yes, it was. And we're going to get back yeah. to that. We just needed... Uh, we need to take a step back, get a little different equipment, and then we'll be back to it. Sounds hey, good. Well, so, again, I'm apologizing. Yeah, well, so as you we, should. If we, if we could count all my apologies on Bunch this of amateurs here. <laughs> Well, it's Super Bowl Eve. Uh, I know what For Phil's going to be doing. That's right. He's going to have a nice time on I-29 looking at the beautiful Nebraska and Iowa scenery. Rhino, what yep. do you got going tomorrow? Well, I'm just going to host a little party, I guess. Is the uh, Traeger coming out? Uh, the Traeger will be out. We got, uh, let's see here. As Well, this was our fourth annual one that since we've been in this house. Um what we do is kind of unique. We actually theme the food after who's in the Super Bowl. So this year we're doing a bunch of, uh, I got four racks of ribs, I think five pounds of wings. We got 10, well, I got 10, thing, thing, 10 sausages. You guys have had some of these at the tailgate. And then we got uh, another guy bringing uh, Kansas City loose meat sandwich uh, stuff. We've got sourdough bread from San Francisco with some rice aroni <laughs> uh, noodles. Those, those, those are stark contrasts. You know, I, you know, and uh, I, I know Mr. Eric here is going to bring a little cheese queso dip. We've got the neighbor across the street. She brings desserts to, uh, all black and white colored for the referees. We have a guy bringing chips for the cheerleaders. What about fortune cookies? Oh, Fortune cookies originated in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. A little, little fun fact for you there. No, the funny thing is about this, you know, the Patriots have been in it for so many years that we almost gave up this theme because everybody was sick and tired of Patriot of theme. Of clam chowder? Yeah. <laughs> chowder and all that. So That would uh, get expensive everybody, yeah, every year cooking chowder. lobster. San Francisco was in it, what, five, six years ago or so? They were in against, uh, I forgot who they were in. Kaepernick was With the Kaepernick? Yeah. It was probably seven, eight years ago. It was Ravens, I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. So we've I mean, between the teams, it's the the food menu hasn't changed much, but yeah, it's good time. We do a board here. We do uh um uh get a money board and yeah, it's a good time. It's it's just kind of a nice Sunday. So to... You kinda of lucked out no matter what in the AFC, whether it was Tennessee or Kansas City. We you were, were having barbecue. Yeah. We were smoking. Well, we we're going to smoke it. So what is the... I have some ribs cooking right as we speak on my trigger because oh. I'm going to miss the Super Bowl. So You're having a pregame party tonight? <laughs> 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 he watches a replay so, of some other year. Yeah, NFL <laughs> Network. <laughs> so what is your uh, what is your secrets to cooking good ribs? Mine? If you dare give them up. Oh, it's all about prep. 
That's all you get. That's all I get. <laughs> no, no, I actually, uh, I actually do all my prep. Uh, I get the ribs all seasoned up uh, with my. Well, I do a sweet, and then we're gonna do a salty tomorrow too. Sure. But um, I get all mine actually. Uh, I try to get all seasoned and stuff probably about three, four days before. Oh wow! So you let the seasoning sit on that. Sit one. in. Yeah. Yep. Go down to uh, Firehouse Subs. They had a big, huge. Uh, 10 gallon bucket and then throw them all in there let them soak in their juices pull the suckers out let them get room temp throw them on and i smoke mine for about on average probably two and a half three hours and pump it pump it up about 225 for two to three just uh for the bone to pull back and i mean you guys have had mine it's it's not hard when you have a trigger no it's really easy but that's why i love the prep it's uh I think if you get the right seasonings and let it soak into that meat, it really makes... So, what uh, what I have Sam doing right now for mine, um, yeah, I put the, put that seasoning on. It's a little more uh, salty seasoning than sweet, but then I put some apple juice mm-hmm. with either syrup or honey in a spritzer bottle. Yep. And then every half hour, spray that on there. So, yep. that's that's kind of what I've tried doing recently and so, then i leave apple juice inside the trigger that gets boiling and just kind of keeps that moisture in there because because ribs are pretty easy to dry out if yeah possible you can and what i do is actually my blend i have it's about 15 spice blend with uh, to make the sweets and but all that that's in the bottom of the bucket i actually take out and actually make it i don't use a spritzer i actually use like a basting um because it's a thicker, yep. it has all those, yep. and usually if you have those seasons, you get stuck in the sprayer, but yeah, you'd use the baster, and I actually baste mine, I don't sure. spray anymore, so yeah, I do that about every half hour, all the seasonings that you've had in there that's been soaking, you're actually reapplying the seasonings with some apple juice, and yeah, it makes it su- sweet. A lot of people think I have a barbecue sauce, but it's actually just the way the yeah. uh, the sweets... Um, and, and now that everybody is salivating... Well, right. Hey, which leads me to the story is why I brought it up because that was a lot of hot meat talk there. But uh, I knew you would go that route. That's why I had this story here. It comes from us to, from across the pond. So there's a patch infused with the scent of bacon that was developed by the Oxford University scientists to help people with their meat cravings if they go vegan or vegetarian. So this patch is like a similar to a nicotine patch. The idea is for vegans and vegetarians to scratch it when they're eating. To release the smell of oh. bacon, Charles Spence, who I'm sure is just a fun guy, a professor of experimental psychology at the University of Oxford, believes it'll help people to imagine, to imagine that they're eating bacon even when they're not. Professor Spence said that there's been a lot of evidence to suggest that scent can reduce food cravings. Have you ever been out by your Traeger and said, you know what, the smell will suffice. I don't need to eat this meat. You know, I'm not a vegan, but I just want to let you know that I developed a patch. Uh, I actually take a leaf of lettuce, duct tape it to my arm, and pretend that I'm having a salad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what well, a worthless there's a, there's, invention. There's a, there's a better idea. Just don't become a vegetarian or vegan and just enjoy oh. the delicious protein that you're putting in your body. Well, the whole premise, I mean, I'm no professor of experimental psychology, but the whole premise, and you hit the nail on the head when you said salivating, and that was just talking about it. Yeah. So I'm, now I'm going now to I'm smell bacon, bacon, and that's going to... I'm going to smell bacon, but not get to eat bacon. Right, but the smell will suffice. Yeah, tofu Here, here's the deal. The I'll throw bacon. about five pounds of bacon on the smoker. We'll cook it up nice. I'll walk by you, put a little slice in your pocket, and you can just walk around with bacon. Maybe like Seinfeld. Oh, the dogs all attacked. Oh, my God. The mutton. <laughs> that's, that's <so> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, glutton for the mutton. Oh, Professor Spence said that our sense of smell is strongly connected to our ability to taste, therefore experiencing food-related cues such as smelling a bacon aroma can lead us to imagine the act of eating the food. Imagine eating enough bacon and finding yourself sedated. Oh, dear Lord. I read that and thought immediately of Super Bowl Traeger talk. <laughs> I And if we have one vegan who listens to this, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> you can be vegan. It's no, okay. That's, that's I mean, nothing right. wrong with I'm that. I'm not talking about the present stuff. Oh, I'm going scra- yeah, to scratch in my patch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. A bunch of patch I'll just, scratchers. I'll just eat the bacon. <laughs> yeah. Cut the middleman out. Yep, <laughs> just, just, just not go vegan. Even I don't know how to transition out of a patch scratching, but... <laughs> about uh, another solid win for the men's basketball team on the road at ORU. One of those away games that we talked about, SDSU needing to win. You know, go down to ROU, go away game at North Dakota State coming up. But, man, they did it. They, they didn't just sneak out of there with the win. They did it in pretty dominating fashion. Well, I mean... Going into that game, you had to be, I mean, everybody was a little concerned because you just came off a big win against NDSU. ORU has not, had not lost down there all year, and we just laid it to them. I mean, and we played like a veteran team. They came on, you know, we got up, we got down, went up, went up big, kind of let them back in the game, and then slammed the door on them. I mean, Nora, Nora Friedel, again, is growing up before our eyes. Winget, who, I mean, they, truly, this is his first year doing the same. They're just playing like a veteran team, and it just amazes me how well they're just putting this together. Yeah, Friedel and Wilson both uh, had 14 in that game with Dettinger, another person who's kind of exploding yeah. before your eyes. That's yeah. another 12 out of him for yeah. three double-digit fouls. Throw Arians in there, too. Yeah, that Alex, Ar- Alex Arians just continues to do what he needs to. And and it seems like Brandon Key is finding his niche in there again. I mean, you know, missing those games, moving Arians over to the point guard, I think everybody's a little concerned how to, how to fit Key in because he is a very, very good basketball player, and we're going to need him this year to be uh, on top of his game just for his leadership. And he's, he's finding his role with how this works. Um, so it's kind of exciting. I mean, we got another away game tonight. But we've, we've got how many away wins? We've beaten Denver. We've beaten IPFW. We've won on the road at ORU. Yep. Um, so every, every single away win just gets you closer to that top two seed. Yep. And we're rolling into Western Illinois tonight. They're on, I think they're on ESPN 3, I think. But Western Illinois is 5-14. and 14. They have uh, SDSU as a 9.5 uh, favorite. Um, but, I mean, that's going to be another quality win with, you know, they should. They, yeah. they, I mean, it should be. Yeah. They have them at matchup predictor at 80, almost 81, 82%. So, I mean, they handle their business. And we've talked about this. You just got to handle your business on the road and set yourself up. I mean, we're five weeks away from Summit. Yeah, when you start looking at the schedule of, of what games we have left, it's getting smaller and smaller, which it should every yeah. week. That's, that's a that's, hot take right there. Take. Right. Science. <laughs> it is science. But it, Why don't you scratch your patch? <laughs> <laughs> smells like bacon. Um, but it should smell like wins. Yeah, just just keep winning at home. Get a few, few wins here on the road. Um, take care of home court. Yeah, don't see past tonight. But, yeah, you know, you cannot, next you weekend uh, uh, at home against Omaha. The big I'm looking game. for next Saturday. Yep. That's a big. Yep. That's a big revenge game. game. Absolutely. 
But that's, I mean, that's the thing. You lost him on the road, but you you come back home. Uh, you're going to have been gone for a little while uh, playing on the road. Hopefully you come back with two road wins. You got the bigger, the harder one of the two out of the way the yep. other night. Um, but, yeah, you get that get that one. Just just hold home court yep. during, the, during the year. If you hold home court during the year and even just lose three games on the road, you're still going to be a top two seed. Yeah. Boy, boy, they, you, and if they split with USD in about two weeks, you know, that's defending your court and – yeah. They, if they can go up and take care of business up in NDSU, which, you know, NDSU showed that second half. They're, they're a team that can be uh, – They're a good basketball team. <laughs> they're a good team. basketball team. So, I mean, if you can go up and take one of those, um, you're going to be in a good spot coming March with that one-two seed. Another team that really looks like they'd probably be a two seed are the SDSU women who won handily at uh, Western Illinois here on uh, Thursday night. And they continue to show just how dominant USD and SDSU is and how much the whole conference really kind of falls off after you go after the one and two. Yeah, and <laughs> that's, you know, the difference between one and three is massive. Exactly. Because I think the difference right now from the information we have, the difference between one and two is 20 points. So that's that's just really what everybody said. It's a two-team race. and. Um, as we continue to progress through the season, I, I think our, our women will be okay. The When we play USD at home, that's going to be a much closer game, I think. We just we just let them get out in front of us, and, and USD's women play very good at home. And So hopefully maybe we can get that one closer, maybe get a win, but if not, at least get that two seed and and roll in the Summit League, I mean, Summit League tournament and meet on... Tuesday afternoon again. Yeah, currently as we speak, Jacks are up by 20 on Oral Roberts with uh, seven minutes left in the fourth. Well, let's go back a game. Uh, Western Illinois, I believe between the South Dakota schools, I believe, this is no lie, and I'm making numbers up. Do you normally lie? Nope. Okay. But I can fib. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the two games between USD and SDSU in the last two weeks, I think they are outscored 200 to like 60. Oh, exactly. It's just... I, what I think uh, last night or Thursday night's game started out jacks up sixteen nothing mm-hmm. just right yeah. out you know, and then the number three team in the conference right, Western uh, Illinois are they? I don't I, know. I to think, be honest, I uh, think ORU is your next. I mean, I think you go USD SDSU and then uh, Oral Roberts is sitting nine and twelve overall yeah. right now. So I, I if if Western Illinois is the third seed, which I doubt it. Um, yeah, three through eight is going to be a. <laughs> It's a be- it's, it's a, a bloodbath. Yeah. Yep. I'm uh hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. The, Research fill. Stats. We need stats. How's my Wi-Fi? Is it okay? I, I'm uh, I'm not on <laughs> Wi-Fi. I don't. You won't give me the password. No. Nope. No. Western Illinois is uh is number in the number three spot at five. And oh four and wow. Five. Okay. So, so that's where and I yeah that's why I said it. Roll them off for us right now. So Western so Illinois. So you three. have uh, USD, SDSU, Western Illinois, UND at four and four, or U at four and four, NDSU at three and five, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, Denver at three and six, IPFW and Omaha are both at one and seven. Okay, so there's so the bottom. Well, okay. Um, so yeah, we're if we're talking the two, it's it's coming out too. It's going to be a good game at the end of the month. Our Saturday, Sunday afternoon games, and even potentially Monday afternoon game at the Summer League Tournament, they're going to be pretty uh, not eventful. Well, that's why you drink beer. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, as things go, obviously, I mean, you would think that SDSU can hold on to a 20-point lead in the game going on right now at ORU. And it, it's kind of like a broken record again. Uh, Megan Boltzma, again, yeah. impressive, along with everybody else is impressive, but we everything kind of sounds the same each week. So I guess we're just continuing to build up, that's build what we up want. Towards, the, towards the summer league. Well, yeah. and she started this game off with the first four points. She's actually leading. So she's, the, she's starting now? No, I don't know. It, oh. I, I just, I'm just, because nothing's on TV down at Oral Roberts, which no. is unfortunate for anybody who wants to watch, but... From the tracker I'm watching, she had the first uh, four points uh, for the Jacks. She's leading the Jacks right now with 13 points. She's six for seven field goals, has four rebounds, and one assist. I mean, bravo to her. Bravo. It's really unfortunate how far ORU has fallen off in women's basketball. I mean, they used to be the team we had to compete against. Well, to, they to were the win, ones that right? probably are wishing that the Sioux Falls Arena would be imploded because they would come up here as the one seed and get beat yeah. on that Saturday. But they but yeah. were good. I mean, oh, they, they were. They, I mean, Absolutely. those first few years, I mean, that, that's that's who it was. It was us and them. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so it's got to be frustrating for them to have had a tradition of winning and now it's kind well, of Well, and I don't know if the transition out of the conference to a different conference was part of that. I know they went. I don't know if they went to the Southland there. The Southland, yes. yeah. Yeah, one year. Well, it was like two years, yeah. I think. Yeah, they so found out it was trash. Yeah, they they left and said, "Can we please come back?" So I don't know yeah, if so maybe ha- that had something to do with it. I and mean, we all know Kansas City tried to do the same. They got sick and tired of it too. Thought the whack would be beautiful, and uh, you know they're co- <laughs> what they're realizing is the cost of travel is immense. Oh, it's, it kills your budget. All those all those sports. Well, I'm glad you mentioned drinking beer because we got a beer to try here. We got the Waste Management uh, Open is going on right now on television. That's what we got playing right here. So oh, it's a must. Kind of feel like we should be drinking a beer while yeah. watching the Waste Management. I've never been there, Rhino. You have. Yep. Well, when you're born in the desert, raised on the plains, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, it's kind of nice. We go down and visit my dad and. Uh, um, I was telling these boys, it's kind of changed a little bit over the last 15, 20 years. It used to just be the Phoenix Open. Um, it's played in beautiful Scottsdale. And uh, if, if anybody's ever been there, you know that it's become a monster. Um, it's not a golf course where it's silence. There's always a buzz. Um, seven, 17 there is probably, as we're looking at pictures right now, I mean, it gets... Thousands upon so, thousands of people. It must. Uh, they must not follow all the uh, regular golf protocol because it looks a little bit more wild. I saw. I don't know who that was. Tony Finau. Is okay. Was wearing the Kobe, Kobe Bryant jersey, yep. and I, I don't know if he had to get special permission or just said, "I'm wearing it, and I still have a collared shirt on, and that's what we're gonna do." And I. This it is. It's a. It's a. Wild West. But that's what makes golf fun. That's why this is one of the best stops ever. I mean, I have we have stories galore. I mean... Give us one. You want one? Well, we'll talk 17. And this is back before. I remember uh, when it wasn't this large and they still had grandstands. They used to have caddy races. So each caddy had the red, yellow, blue uh, name. Well, they all start walking off the tee box. And as they're coming up, I think 17 is like 150-yard, 140-yard par 3. As they start approaching and coming up the fairways, all of a sudden they start dumping their bags and all of a sudden they're dead sprint. And in the stands, there's guys next to us with stacks of money. 
and they're betting cat, caddy races. Oh my! So the caddies would run up, and it got it got to the point they're diving on and they're hitting. The whole crowd's going nuts. Um, it was they they quit the caddy races. I, I'm guessing that it got a little <laughs> got a it, it started getting a little uh, competitive. But um, the first time we went, um, this was probably about 15, 17 years ago. John Daly, who now comes up here for the Sanford International. Yep. We were sitting there, Melissa and I were sitting there on the uh, practice green going from, uh, I think it was 9, nine to, or 18 to 1, and there's a big practice green, and we're standing there, and sure enough, I go, Mel, here comes John Daly. John Daly walks by, and I put my hand on him, I'm like, go get him, John. He's like, yeah, thanks. Well, last time I saw him, we got home to my dad's turn on the thing, and they said that John Daly walked off the practice green in between holes and got in his Hooters van and drove off. So he <laughs> literally was leaving the, the courses. I said, so, go get him. So he when, got you're, him. when you're saying go get him, like the casino. I think, I think <laughs> he meant at the blackjack table. I think he meant go get your Hooters van and leave. But no, then another great. So you gave him the poor advice. Yeah, I guess so. I, mean, he, I think he was already determined to leave, but I just kind of <laughs> nudged him that I way. I him out. Then another one, uh, 17, we're sitting to the right of the green, which all the, uh, the players exit to go to uh, 18. Um, and all the guys, they have swag. They're throwing up stuff from Adidas, Nike, wherever they're sponsored by. They throw their balls, and we're sitting there, and we had our son with us. He was about nine, nine years old at the time. We were dad and Melissa, and uh, Brooks Kepka, you can look over the trophy cave over there. He throws a ball up, and it hits this blonde in the face. <laughs> And she reaches down and picks it up. Connor was sitting there like he was getting a golf ball from the gods. His hands are extended up, and uh, he didn't get it. And, you know, a little 9, 10-year-old, you know, we got a little sad, started crying. And all of a sudden, this is a big pro ASU crowd, by the way. All college kids wasted. And they started, hey, you, give the kid the ball. And all of a sudden, all of 17, thousands of people start, they don't know what they're screaming, but they started screaming, give the kid the ball, give the kid the ball, give the kid the ball. And then this guy walks up to the gal, and she's just clueless. I think she thought she was at a hockey match. He goes up and taps her, and he goes, hey, you hear that? And she goes, yeah. She goes, he goes, that's for you. He goes, what? She goes, he goes, turn around. Give the kid the ball. So she turns around and kind of like hands Connor this golf ball. As she hands it, the whole crowd just erupts into this enormous celebration. So I go, Connor, just hold it up. So Connor just... Puts up the ball <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> did so, he, did he throw it in the pond like 10 cup? No. Oh. Right there. <laughs> and then right after that, we started going back to 15. And anybody who knows Paul Azinger, I'm, and I'm a little Knowles fan, so uh, we were back on 15. Not that big of a crowd following him. And uh, he, uh, it was 15, it's like a par 5, 546 yard hole. He starts going into his waggle. And stops and he looks back at all of us. There's probably 15 of us. He goes, uh, you know what? If I hit a hole in one, I'm buying you all beer. And the guy next to me goes, it's 550 yards. He goes, pretty safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it looks like it's a lot of fun. The players know it. They know that the interaction, I mean, this is, you know, they've been in Hawaii now, you know, for about a month. This is one of the stateside, first stateside uh, golf courses they get to play and. You know, this back Tiger used to play it back in the day, and I, I think he skipped it to start going to Dubai. He's not doing that now, but I mean, you get Spieth, you get Finau, you get Mickelson. One, we were down for Super Bowl forty-two. Mickelson was that was the year Mickelson was in the lead, and he had two Super Bowl tickets, and uh, he was walking up sixteen, 
and walked over to a father and a son and she goes, you want to go to the Super Bowl? I can't. Because <laughs> he was going to win the tournament. So he handed the father and son uh, two tickets. You can go Google it. It was a great story. I think his aunt, the late guy's aunt, dropped him off and she was two hours away and they couldn't find, they couldn't get a hold of her. So finally she showed up. She took him to the Super Bowl. And I think Phil showed up uh, second or third quarter and they started showing him. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a great story. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just awesome. If you can, just, and this is part of it. If you can make it fun for everybody, and it goes back to us talking about football games, basketball games. If you can make the environment fun, people will want to go, regardless of weekend, Super Bowl weekend. Um, it's it's a great tournament. It's, it's got to make it a party. So speaking of partying, what what beer do we have so, here? Oh, we speaking ha- of beer, yeah. So yeah, speaking of partying, we have a Saigon Export, and this is in honor of one of our hair raisers, uh, Tyler Urban, who we've mentioned several different times. Uh, he is headed to Vietnam here in, I think, 10 days, 12 days, a week and a half to spend, uh, uh, I think he's over there for almost two weeks um, as a part of the South Dakota Egg and Rule leadership. So he had a buddy bring him some beer from Vietnam. He gave me one bottle. So this is from Vietnam. Yeah, this, no- this is bottled from Vietnam. They, that's I can't, uh, yeah. So it's Saigon Export. That's what they drink over there. I think so, that says Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> Saigon, Vermont. There's a new one. Nope. Destination city. <laughs> oh. Did he get his shots? Yes, he has been. T- he has got his shots. He has been taking his pills. He has sent the uh, information to get his visa. Um, to the uh, Vietnam, um, whatever. In uh, he literally gave him the credit card. No, he gave <laughs> <laughs> to the embassy. He sent it to the embassy in Washington D.C. Um, with his passport. He's super nervous about it, but yeah, be. he's ready to. Hank, he's ready to roll. Just tell him don't eat bat wings. That's, that causes the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is a fear. He made the coronavirus. The patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks. I mean, we poured it out into cups. It looks very much like a like it's, a Bud Light. It smells or, good. You would not know if it was a Coors Light, Buzz Light, or yeah, Miller Light. Like it smells the same. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Ryan smell doesn't. Did you try some? I did try. What is your thoughts? Uh No. Oh. It's all right. It it's not. It's not a big flavor. No, I mean it's yeah. it, it it's like your Bud Light. Okay, you know, maybe my... a Coors Light. More more like a Coors Light. But in honor of in honor of him, uh, hopefully he comes back. We really need a crop insurance guy. No, take a drink of your Bush Light. <laughs> I'm then... drinking Summer Shandy because it feels like summer out today. The Bush Light's more carbonated outside. than this beer. That's exactly. This yeah. is almost. It almost feels like a flatter beer. Correct. Yep. Well, that's a it very astute observation. It probably right comes across the ocean. It's a big ocean. Kind of has a, I wouldn't say, it's not... Oh, they probably bottle it in Detroit. It's not... <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's not bad. No, it's fine. Well, I could no, sit it's... on the deck and have a bunch of Saigon, Vermont's export. <laughs> <laughs> Ho Chi Minh City. Oh, Ho Chi Minh. 
Well, so, I yeah. suppose they were. This would be good for the Ho Chi Minh Trail yep. tour. Yep. <laughs> would be about a thirty pound. So, <laughs> so cheers and good luck. Uh, good luck to Tyler as he makes his takes uh, takes an adventure that overseas. That sounds like a good idea for a guest appearance by when he gets back to. Bring us his Vietnam stories. And trinkets. Trinkets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go for two this year on trinkets. It's a new year, Ryan. That is. Yeah, that's true. We are now into February. The the longest month of the year, which is what it seems like January, is behind us. Yeah. Oh, well. What do you do? We got basketball head. We got yeah. basketball. Uh, wrestling program had a nice win against Oklahoma at home. Kind of didn't fare so well. At, in Stillwater, no. Um, yeah, what uh, we won, beat Oklahoma twenty three sixteen on when was it last week Sunday? That was last Sunday. Yep. Um, we had uh, wins by Tanner Cook, uh, Zach Carlson, Tanner Sloan, Blake Walters, Danny Vega, um, and Henry Polmeyer. I've always been calling him Polymer. I'm not sure why, but it's Polmeyer. And Danny Vega is is ranked, I've been told, and do see it on here. He continues to wrestle well. Last night, I think our only winner was our was our heavyweight Blake Walters, um, but we're wrestling Oklahoma State perennial uh, top ten, usually wrestling uh, team for the past probably thirty years. Uh, the nice thing is, is if you follow a lot of wrestling, our blowout was overshadowed by the fact that Iowa wrestled Penn State last night. Came down to the last match, Iowa needed it to win, and they did. That place had 16,000 people in the Carver-Hawkeye Arena for wow. for that wrestling match. If, you, uh, if you're interested in wrestling, um, go to an Iowa-Hawkeye wrestling match in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. That place is electric. Um, I've been to their wrestling room, their practice room. It smells like a practicing room for wrestlers. Uh, super intense. Um, but that's, that's a, is that a is that a scent? Su- is super scent. intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells like sweat. What's uh, the uh, what's the little things you used to burn? Incense. 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 What is what scent is that? Super <laughs> intense. <laughs> <laughs> you only burn incense while listening to Sublime. I've done that a few times. Tells, tells everybody how old. <laughs> tells everybody how old we are, I guess. So that's that's been wrestling. They they I mean, it'll be nice. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. But I think with what we have ranked um, as they near the conference tournament, um, I think we're I think we're gonna have a strong showing at that conference tournament. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just just a year removed from building the program up, which yeah. is to build and move it along and. Speaking of building programs, come back around to football. Uh, the second signing day, if you will, is uh, this Wednesday. Yes, February. Yep, yep. Yeah, February fifth. Let's see. Uh, it's when uh, all the teams get to wrap up their uh, second phase of recruiting, uh, fill some gaps, uh, get some junior college transfers. Uh, um, from everything we've seen, I think they got three or four more signings in the second uh, phase, which uh, quarterback from, I think, Jackson, um, running back from Illinois, which... I mean, that was he, a big get. That was, was a like, huge get. Um, he looked impressive on film. And, you know, like like we always say, you know, it's all shiny and nice, and then you get the boys in the camp, and then you find out where they are. And uh, uh, we'll have a signing day here in Sioux Falls. This will be the second year. Uh, us three actually are pretty blessed to be working with uh, SESU football 
And uh, we'll have a signing day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I think meet and greets from 5, thir- 5 to 5.30, 5, uh, five or 6 to 7. The coaches all get up. They bring down some film. They break down all their recruits that they've recruited over the year. And uh, uh, from, inter- from looking on uh, Twitter today, they got – Jack's 20 invasion in town. I so. like that, that uh, having that on the board. It's it's junior day for every everybody at Just, SDSU, but I mean they've they've made a special note to bring in a bunch of the bunch of the kids they've been recruiting, getting invites to uh, their camps this summer, yep. which is big. Yep, and you know, and you can see uh, Coach Lujan and all them. They, I mean, a lot of their offers come from those camps. You get those guys on campus. You get them with their coaches. They get them the environment. It's. Uh, uh, camps are huge for these kids, and uh, it's not like back in the day when no one went to camps. You know, you went to like an Augie camp just to go, but now these guys make it a destination, and, uh, um, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I guess we close the chapter on this year with Wednesday signing day, and we're already opening the door for next year. So, uh, football's still around the corner, I yeah. guess. Our, uh, our running backs coach left to go back to Montana State. Coach Beal. Yeah, but he's from there, which yep. made sense. I I had a little Twitter interaction with some people. Uh, um, Jake Weaver, who actually, I mean, is a really good guy. Does I mean, he's a big SDSU supporter, and I hope I didn't offend him because I don't think his his uh, his tweet was meant to be mean, and I wasn't trying to be mean to him. But his tweet about you know maybe we need to start paying these guys more. My response of well. We need to fill the stadium in order to grow a bigger budget to pay our coaches more. Um, but I know Jake knows that, and so I've, hopefully he wasn't offended. But this is that's what it comes down to. You want to pay coaches more, want to grow that budget, we got to fill that stadium. Yep, more people. And we did run the numbers on what LSU sells for beer and buys beer in those stadiums. There's several hundred thousand dollars sitting there, too. Yeah. So I was listening to that when we were talking about it. And you said, how many, was that 75,000 beers at one of their games? And they said, that's a beer a person in a stadium. I mean, I think, like, what, what would they say? Yeah, yeah. Is, That'd be I mean, the average, yeah. It's I mean, possible so, somebody had two. So, there's a few that had two. I'm sure there's a few kids that didn't have any. Get, like, <laughs> get the buddy pass like you guys do. <laughs> but, I mean, that just tells you, yeah, they're selling beer. But, I mean, it's like, it's not like, if you break it down per person per beer, it's like, it. Not like overwhelming, like it's not like three hundred thousand beers for a seventy thousand stadium, you know. <laughs> oh right, yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's like, yeah, if you introduce beer into the stadium, yeah, you're gonna have your few morons, but you know what? You also have a few of us that when it's forty-eight to nothing on Drake, you guys want to get a beer and still sit here, or do you want to leave? Well, I'd much rather have a beer and just sit there and, yeah, enjoy and continue it. watching the game and add a little more revenue to the program. It's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when. I mean, it's kind of like sports betting in South Dakota. You know, I made a joke that they said, uh, "What is there? Twenty states in the South or in the United States that have sports betting in their state?" And I put, "I bet South Dakota is gonna be last." Well. It looks like there might be something coming up down the track that South Dakota... They're working on it. They're working on it, so I might lose the bet, even though I didn't put a dollar down. That's why I don't bet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't put any dollars down on the Super Bowl, but as we uh, wrap up here today, uh, Phil, you want to tell us who's going to not win? (laughs) I'm going with Kansas City. All right. I should say I'm going with a team in red. I think think Pat Mahomes, I think the weapons that Kansas City has... um, it's going to be a higher scoring game than what people think. Because once once 
once the Chiefs get rolling, it's it's lookout. And I know the 49ers have a phenomenal defense, but they're gonna get they're gonna get Mahomes out there in space making plays. That's what he does, getting the ball to his playmakers. Uh, that's what I'm so, going with. It goes against. I I love George Kittle, and I think Kittle's gonna have a big game because they're gonna have to. But I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I think uh, Mahomes feeds off of crowd, particularly at home. Now you go to a corporate event like the Super Bowl. Offensive teams are going to struggle. I'm going with the Niners. Going with the defense. I'm going to go Corso on you boys. If you look, if you look at my beautiful magical wall. Speak to the microphone. You're getting a little far away. If you look up at the magical wall of autographs, I got two Niner ones. I got Jerry Rice. Montana. I've got two Chiefs. I got uh, Gonzalez and Derek Thomas. So there's two and two, but I'm going to go back to the old concussion protocol. My first helmet I ever owned. If you guys can see this. It's a 1983 Rawlings 49ers helmet. You can tell where the concussions were. Back in the day, we were the Sioux Falls 49ers, as you can tell by the SF. Uh, The other neighborhood kids were the uh, Sioux Falls Steelers. They had black ones. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to actually go with Niners. I think. uh, Are you going to put it on? I can't. I have a fat head. This is back when well, he's grown the hair. Yeah, the... There it is, there boys. I think it's Niners. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the commercial's going to be great. Um, I will stick around for halftime. There's a few ladies that will be performing at halftime. And if Mr. Oh, World, and if Mr. Worldwide comes out... Pumping his fists, you know it's going to Oh, be you a... think Pitbull's going to make an experience? Oh, you I don't know, know how he's he does Mr. it, Miami. right? Yeah, he is Mr. Miami. Oh, he's going to be coming in there pumping his fists. You know he's going to be wearing all white. There's a Niners lock. Let's go. I'm excited. All right. Well, yeah, but we yeah. Got, we got yeah two, me too. Two, two Niners and Kansas City Chiefs on the road on I-29. I hopefully I, I have just, Hulu live. I should be able to watch some keep, of it. Just keep it in the road. Don't put it into a bridge. And I, I, <laughs> I don't. Well, there's going to be negotiations. I'm hoping I'm not driving. To wrap this up, the ladies just won 76-61 over Oral Roberts. Hey. So uh, go big, go blue, go Jacks.